0: And he never, and he never This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com Tom Offerman, Kellen Gursky, and Jacob Recht, who's apparently in his mid-2000s feelings right now with this...
1: Not feeling the Lupe, huh? Comeback
0: music. I love Lupe Fiasco. Kellen, you had said before that there's a potential to have 18 teams have a new quarterback, or at least the speculation was the over-under would be 18 teams in the NFL would have a new starting quarterback in 2021, and I just thought that was so fascinating, and I think it'd be fun just to take this whole episode here on the Steelers' standard and talk about how there could be just so much changeover at a position that you want stability at. You want a guy to come in and be there for 10 plus seasons. That's how you win Super Bowls. That's how you create a winning culture in a franchise is by having that rock at that quarterback position, the most important position in the league. So I thought since 18 is the kind of the over under mark that people are setting, we could work through the league and see if that figure holds any water or if it could actually get close to reaching that figure. And We can start with the obvious ones, the ones that have already made the moves. Mm -hmm. And the teams that have made quarterback changes, the Rams and the Lions swapped their starting quarterbacks. Jared Goff goes to Detroit and, excuse me, Matt Stafford goes to the LA Rams. And we know Carson Wentz is going to the Colts. So if you count Jalen Hurts as a quote unquote new starter, which I think I will because he didn't become the starter until halfway through the season, uh... And he only started – he started less games last year than Carson Wentz started for the Eagles. So I would put Jalen Hurts in that category too. That's four right off the bat between Stafford, Goff, uh, Wentz, and Hurts. And the two right there in that group that I like a lot is Stafford and the Rams. That's so interesting to me because that's a Rams team that won a playoff game last year with Jared Goff, went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff just a couple of years ago, have had a lot of success with Jared Goff under center – and they just upgraded that position by bringing in Matt Stafford at least in my opinion. So I think that the sky is the limit for LA. They could be anywhere between uh a wild card team or potentially dethroning the Buccaneers and being the number 1 or dethroning the Packers, excuse me, and being the number 1 seed in the NFC. I think they could be that good. Uh the Lions, it's interesting. I think they have to rebuild a lot around Jared Goff before he can really take them anywhere. Carson Wentz on the Colts is absolutely going to be a fun thing to watch and the potential for them to win their division I think is high if Carson Wentz can return to the Carson Wentz that we've seen prior to last year and then Jalen Hurts and the Eagles is just going to be a down year for them I think they're pretty uh (laughs) it's pretty far-fetched to think they'd have a chance at making the playoffs even in that pretty bad NFC East division but out of those four those are the four we know for sure I like the Matt Stafford to the LA Rams one the most I think that one not only has the most impact out of that those four that we just mentioned, I think it's going to have the most impact in the entire NFL out of all the quarterbacks that change teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that as well. I mean, you look at the Rams and um, that offensive mind that, that the Rams could be really good. They really year. could, and really, really, I mean, really good. You, you think about it; they won a playoff game with with John Wolford at quarterback. Right. You know what I mean? So you think about that offensive mind that that. Um, that McVeigh has and that offense that's so creative and kind of explosive becomes even more explosive now that Matt Stafford is at the helm. Um, and again, it's just, it's interesting because, um, you know, now that they have, not that, I don't want to say that Goff is a bust or anything like that, but he's not the same player that that uh, Matt Stafford is. He doesn't have the, the, the raw talent that Matt Stafford has, in my opinion. But him coming in there, um, Stafford coming to Los Angeles, really makes them, um, so interesting. And I mean, maybe one of the favorites to, you know, to maybe win the Super Bowl next year. I think it's an interesting case study
0: about how Jared Goff, that team around him was so good the weapons, the offensive line, the defense that it helps Jared Goff get to the playoffs and have playoff success. And then you look at Detroit, they have wasted Matt Stafford's career. They have not given him anything mm-hmm. that he needs. He had Calvin Johnson. He left early. They never replaced Calvin Johnson after he left. They never had a really good defense. And you see that just having that elite quarterback and it's questionable if you want to put Stafford in elite category, but his numbers certainly warrant it that that's not all you need. You need to have good, Pieces around the quarterback to be successful, and for the first time, Stafford has that in his career. First
1: well, time, definitely since Calvin Johnson was there, right? I mean, he had even some better guys, than Calvin
0: Johnson now because there's well, just more of was, a complete it team. Was just Calvin yeah.
1: Johnson, right? But yeah, I mean, I agree. I think in between though, Calvin Johnson's retirement and now, some of the guys like Golden Tate or even Kevin Galladay, right? Like those guys were okay, but I think Robert Woods and uh, Cooper Cup are, are better than those guys that he that that Stafford had in Detroit ever since Megatron came out of the league so yeah I mean this is a guy I think as you said Tom, it Tom who was wasted in Detroit I mean Barry Sanders was wasted in Detroit they had one playoff appearance uh, during his time in Detroit I, I don't know I think Stafford had two playoff appearances both losses never won a playoff game yeah never and I expect that to change this year I mean don't i don't think the rams are going to waste any time with their new quarterback i don't either so that brings us to four total so
2: far
0: and then there's an obvious one in houston too so we're going to be at five there because houston's going to have a new starter and the team that Deshaun Watson lands on, right. obviously he's going to be the starter there. So that's six. And I know that Houston has come out and said, you know, we're not even hearing trade offers on Deshaun Watson. He is not playing it down for the Houston Texans next Deshaun year.
1: Watson is hearing trade rumors about Deshaun
0: Watson. Deshaun Watson, Watson. Yeah. is, but the Texans have said, you know what, we're not taking any calls about him. They will eventually have to open up those phone lines because it's been very clear that Watson will not be playing for the Texans. So... That's six right there, and actually I I made a mistake. I said that Matt Stafford would be the most impactful out of any moving quarterback this offseason. I think it's got to be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but that hasn't happened yet, though. Exactly, but it's going to happen. I mean, you you and I can all sit here. We can all sit here and pretend that it hasn't happened yet, but there's no way in my mind Deshaun Watson isn't on a new team in 2021.
1: Here's the the difference between Stafford and Watson. The teams that we've floated around about Watson landing were – What, we said Miami, we said Carolina? It seems like it's the Jets,
0: the Dolphins, and the Panthers.
1: Okay, so the difference between Watson and Stafford is Watson is going to take a non-playoff team to the playoffs probably. What Stafford is going to do is he's going to take an already already playoff-ready team and make them a potential Super Bowl-winning team. Is
0: he the missing link where... You know, they go to Green Bay and they lose. If they had a Stafford, maybe they go to Green Bay and they can change the fortune. That game was
1: somewhat close, a little late. They have a great defense. They have a great defense. defense.
0: So, yeah, I get what you're saying there. But I think it's more impactful for Watson to go to a team that didn't make the playoffs and then backpack them to the playoffs. That is assuming that he could do it. So, we're up to six, I think we could safely say are going to have new quarterbacks next year. Then you look at the rookies in the draft. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance—they're all expected to be taken in in the top ten of this year's draft. We know Trevor is going to start instantly, so that's seven. The Jaguars are going to have our starting quarterback, our new starting quarterback this year.
1: Heads will roll if Gardner Minshew. He's not going to start. start. (laughs) No chance. Trevor
0: Lawrence is the starter right now, as we sit here. Uh, I think it's safe to say that most of the others will see starting action eventually. Depends on what team they go to. I I think it's just and and uh, the way I you know, dictate is he a starter or is he not a starter for that year, who played the majority of the games at that position. And I think Zach Wilson and Justin Fields have a lot of potential to step in maybe week three, week four, like Justin Herbert did last year, who, by the way, I count as a starter last year because he basically started the entire season for the Chargers. I I think you're going to see potential of either those two. I don't know if Trey Lance is going to break into the starting role just as much as those other three, just because you kind of wonder if they'll – Treat him with kid's gloves wherever he goes because he's coming from a smaller school in North Dakota State. Then again, the Eagles didn't treat Carson Wentz with kid's gloves his rookie year, and he did pretty okay.
2: Right. I mean, and I mean, I know you said that you don't necessarily count those as, as new starters, but in the way that we're looking at this, like with the eighteen new starters, technically speaking, in that original bet that um, that. Uh, adam Schefter, you know created those technically are new guys like if you look at the rams or, or excuse me the Chargers this year um herbert is going to be a new starter this year um because tyrod taylor started. i, I don't know, agree with that though i mean i know that's not how it works but that is you know the bet that was the the original bet was the starter of the team last year the original game opening day starter would not be the starter next year I know that's not the point that you're making, but I'm just saying, like that that technically does count. Okay, um,
0: technically it does, but I mean everybody sits here and thinks Justin sure. Herbert started last year for
2: the draft. Right. No, I know. I'm I'm just saying, like I mean that is one that you could chalk up, but I mean I I think you have a point. Um, you know, it's not like uh, I don't know. I I just wanted to make that point real quick. Like to me, that that would count as a new starter, um, just because you know I mean as as baffling as it was last year that Tyrod Taylor. Um, started the season, and then it took a doctor puncturing his lung for Herbert to start. And then all of a sudden, everyone realized, oh, why wasn't Herbert starting all along? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I just wanted to make that point real quick. Like, I know he's, I know that's not exactly the point that we're making here, but um, I mean, again, that's just another, um, you know, domino that's fallen, and it's another step, I guess, towards, you know, 18. Yeah. So let's play it safe and say –
0: or let's not play it safe and say that all four of these rookies are going to become the starters eventually that year. So that's 10 new potential starting quarterbacks okay. in the I would, NFL. I would say
1: maybe play conservative and say three because it's okay, possible so that one of them goes to like the Jets, and the Jets don't trade away Darnold just yet, and maybe they wait a little bit. So nine, then. We're yeah, at nine right now. Safe. That's already a
2: ton so of So what, right. what, what are the teams already? I'm just writing them down here. That's already a third, essentially, of the
1: entire the Rams, NFL. The Rams, yep. the Lions, yep. the Colts, yep. the Eagles, the
0: Texans wherever deshaun watson lands so that's just kind of a mystery team right now just writing watson then the jaguars uh presumably the jets with one of these uh rookies and then two teams that we don't know yet because the rookies are going to be drafted and potentially take over for them so right around nine that's a ton of changeover in the nfl already and now you look at the teams that you know there's not really a lead to a quarterback because they don't necessarily pick high enough where they can take one uh, one of these top four in the draft, but they definitely have a need for a new starter. Uh, I think the Patriots are obvious. I, I yeah, think they're yeah. done. I think they're done with Cam Newton. Cam stinks, so you can move Cam <laughs> Newton. But I don't think I think Cam Newton's going to start somewhere next he year. Oh, He might. I, no, he, he might. I, so absolutely. So that's two more, teams, that two have, more yeah. teams. So we're at eleven now. Uh, I, I, I think, think the Broncos the, are in it. Really, I think I didn't the put market. the Broncos here. I think they're going to stick with Drew Lock. They got a shot buddy. to right. to have a new starter, though. I guess they do potentially have a shot, but I, I don't know. I think Drew Lock. And this will get to a point that I'm going to get to eventually in this episode, but you got to have a little patience with some of these guys. Yeah, I I hear you. I think Drew Block has shown a little bit of potential there. Uh, The Bears are, I think, going to be in the market for a new quarterback.
2: Yes, Uh, I agree with that one. I think
0: they're done with the Mitch Trubisky experiment. Uh, The Panthers are an interesting one. I could see Teddy Bridgewater coming back and being the starter next year, but if the Panthers had their way, I don't think that they want that to be the case at all. Did we uh, already say the Saints? I just was about to get to the Saints, who I think is a for sure. Uh, the Washington football team, I think, is an absolute for sure for having a new starter next year. Well, I don't...
1: Who, who's the who was the starter of last year? Who do you Haskins, consider Haskins, Haskins or Smith. Smith?
0: Both of them. Either one. They're they're n- neither no. of them are going to be yeah. the starter right. this year. Haskins definitely isn't, and I don't think Alex Smith will be either. Uh, and then an interesting one, he still is on the team right now, but I think they want to move on is the San Francisco
1: 49ers. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy it sounds like Jimmy it.
0: G's time in San Fran is done. So all those teams I
1: just listed,
0: that's around fifteen to sixteen potential teams.
1: The the Falcons have been rumored to pick one of those rookie quarterbacks as well.
0: And if the Falcons take a rookie and he starts, Matt Ryan's gonna end up somewhere starting. And right? he's gonna he, start. Yeah, he's gonna definitely totally start, start somewhere. Sure. So I think that it's safe to say 15 teams, at the very least, is going to have a new quarterback next There's year. I think that's league. safe to say. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's nuts. And the quarterback turnover has been, you know, I mean, when we originally said that, like, I think I said that about, you know, two months ago on our Steelers Saturday show, and I think both of you looked at me like, really? Like, 18? That's a ton. And then all of a sudden you start thinking about it. It's like, oh, yeah, that might actually happen. Um, We, we might actually get to that point. And, um, you know, kind of the conversation that, This is, you know, leading to like one of the points I want to make here is like um, this just came out a couple like a week ago. You guys know that from 2009 to 2016, none of the quarterbacks that were drafted like the first round quarterbacks that were drafted from 09 to 16 are still with the teams that they were drafted by. I mean that's third. that's crazy. Um, I, I'm not you know. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have said that means that drafting a quarterback in the first round is a crapshoot. I don't necessarily agree with that because there's definitely guys that you can find in there um, that are that are serviceable starters. Um, but I just wanted to make that point. Like you know, just because you draft the quarterback in the first round doesn't necessarily mean that they always pan out. It doesn't necessarily mean that they were always a superstar because, like, there were 22 quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round from 09 to 16. Do you have that list of names? Yeah, you want me to read them yeah. for you? All right, so I'll start here. In uh, Starting in 09, Stafford, Mark Sanchez, Josh <laughs> Freeman. Um, in 2010— Josh Freeman. My, bu- my, my roommate has a Josh Freeman Bucks jersey. God bless. Um, <laughs> in 2010, Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow— in 2011, Cam Newton, Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, and Christian Ponder. Yuck. In 2012, Andrew Luck, RG3, Ryan Tannehill, and Brandon Whedon. So Andrew Luck would, would have been the exception. Luck had he not would retired. have sure. He yeah. would have been the exception. Um, in 2013, and Tannehill, the Dolphins should
0: have never given up. Right. On no, they that's Adam Gase's fault. Yeah.
2: 2013, uh, just one quarterback draft in the first round: EJ Manuel to the Bills. Wow. Um, That's a tw- to only have one quarterback taken in their first round. It was round. maybe it was a weak
1: class. I don't. I, I wonder who the second round quarterbacks are. I don't
2: players. know. 2014: um, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, and Teddy Bridgewater. 2015: uh, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. 16: Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch. Crazy to think Jared Goff, Carson
1: Wentz. Both took their teams to the Super Bowl, and within a less than five-year span, they're already on new they're teams. They're both on different they teams. They were both, what, they were one and two first overall picks, they both took their teams to the Super Bowl, and they're both already on different teams in a five-year span. Yeah, Crazy it's nuts.
2: And then I looked uh, just from 2017 to 2020, already two quarterbacks that are with different teams too, Josh Rosen and, and Dwayne Haskins. So two out of the 15 since that span are already with different teams. It's just nuts. I think all of that just
0: points to the fact that A, there's some terrible scouting going on. Because Fair. Some of those some names, of those names are bad. Some dude. of those names are bad. Those are some serious reaches. Uh, others are, you know, typical busts that you see. Like Jake Locker, I always thought was gonna be good in the NFL. Christian Ponder, I think people thought was gonna have a good NFL career. You're gonna have busts like that every once in a while, but some of those names are just terrible. But I think the I just point... took a,
1: I just took a quick look really quick. That 2012 draft with E.J. Manuel, there were a a couple of diamonds in the rough. The 75th pick in the third round, Russell Wilson. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he would have been the exception had he been the first-round talent that we know he is now. Uh, There was Nick Foles a little later on, but it's Nick Foles. And then, what do you mean it's Nick Foles, the I Super mean, Bowl MVP? He's How a, dare you? Sure, but the regular season, not so much. He holds and the then, record for most touchdown passes in a game. Fourth round, 102nd pick, Kirk Cousins, but also on a different team. So I guess
2: not yeah. an exception to that, to and, that classification.
1: And,
0: and, yeah. Uh, I think it just points to the fact that there's just not enough patience being shown with this position. Uh, Fair. People in Pittsburgh will bring up this example all the time, but when Terry Bradshaw first came to the Steelers, he was terrible. I mean, he would get booed by Steelers fans because just how bad he was. Uh, And they let him grow. They let him develop. He won them four Super Bowls. He won MVP in two of those Super Bowls. He's in the Hall of Fame now. He's one of the best quarterbacks ever. And imagine if they didn't have the patience back then to – you know, work through those rough patches for the first couple of seasons. Imagine if they pulled the plug on a guy like kind of like the Jets are doing with Sam Darnold right now where, yeah, you've had a rough go every time we've thrown you out there. But instead of maybe realizing the team needs to be built a little bit better around him and he needs to get a little bit more time to get his feet wet, you just immediately pull the plug and try to move on to the next guy. And sometimes I get it. Sometimes you have a Jimmy Clausen if you're the Carolina (laughs) Panthers and – oh, wow, Cam Newton's the number one overall pick. Yeah. I get pulling that plug real fast and in back-to-back years taking quarterbacks and going with Cam Newton because that's a once-in-a-generational talent. The same thing can be said about Josh Rosen in Arizona. Do I think Josh Rosen probably got a little bit of a, a bad ra- a, a bad deal there? Yes, I do. But on the other hand, you see a Kyler Murray and a chance to take, to take him, a Kyler yeah. Murray. You have to take a Kyler right. Murray. But there's just these guys. Darnold's a great example you just need to give him a little bit of patience, a little bit of time. Trubisky is another interesting one in Chicago where I just wonder if you give him a little bit of time, a little bit of patience to get some confidence going. Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers? No. But can he get to the point where he's a Kirk Cousins? I think absolutely. And then all of a sudden you build right around him. You can win playoff games with a player like that. We talk all the time, Mitch Trubisky for the Bears this year. They were undefeated to start the season right or at least they were 5 and 1 or something like that and they then he decided played to bad. Make the yeah. the change to Nick Foles they went they went like 1 and 4 1 and 5 with Nick Foles they go back to Mitch Trubisky he has a winning record to close out the season and gets them into the playoffs right. so you you re, that's really like a microcosm example of just let the guy try to work his way through it there's obviously potential there I'm not trying to really go to bat for Mitch Trubisky. I don't want (laughs) to make it seem that way. But, like, the guy has been to the playoffs twice as a starter, last year and then two years before that with the double doink. Why is it all of a sudden just like, oh, we're pulling the plug on him so
1: fast? I think think if you're not, the Steelers, the Colts, the Patriots, the Saints. Packers. The Packers. Although the Packers pulled the plug on Favre, rightly so, but still. Right. But, I mean— but that was a long he time ago. He also career, said yeah. he was retiring. Yeah, I mean, he was I mean, yanking them around uh, like that's, crazy. That's an iffy It's a completely there. different time. But, like, the Colts with Andrew Luck and and Peyton, the, the Giants for a time with E. Peyton's Eli. another great example. He was not
0: good his rookie year in the NFL. I think no, he I led think, the league in an interception. You, he went 2-14. He was 3-13 to three start.
2: And 13 to okay, start. Yeah. Imagine there if you pull the plug on him then. Right. Uh, you're walking away on one of the best of all time. It's you, kind of funny. patience. It's funny how, like, back then, they don't think the way that, like, Teams think now it's kind of nuts. Like if they would have never pulled the plug back then.
1: If Peyton Manning started three and thirteen this year, Peyton Manning, we're talking about the same way we talk about Josh Rosen.
2: Yeah, I mean it's very likely. Yeah. I mean there's no doubt. The because Ben would...
1: Roethlisberger's of the
0: world has really skewed people's perception. And even Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. That whole draft class in 2004 stepped in and immediately made impact, all three of them. And then teams saw that and were like, oh, my God, this is the best way to do it. Because if we can get a rookie that's playing great, he's on a rookie deal for five years, we can build a juggernaut around him. Same thing with Russell Wilson in Seattle. That Legion of Boom defense was because he was a rookie on a rookie deal. So that's just – teams are just salivating over that. And if, you know, you – get a Mitch Trubisky where you're on his rookie deal and maybe it's going to take four or five years to really develop into the fully confident quarterback he can be. You're going to get impatient because you don't want to have to pay
2: him any money. Right. It's just nuts how like, you know, the, the quarterback position, as you said, um, is, is given up on, you know, you, you want to find that guy. And I understand it too, though, because the quarterback is the most important member of the team. Um, you need that guy to be obviously very good. If your team is going to be any good. Um, but Uh, you know, giving up on guys early. I mean, you look at the the draft class um, just a couple years ago um, with Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, and even Tua Tagovailoa who was drafted, what, last year. All four of their futures aren't for certain either. And that's just, you know, a couple years removed from being drafted for, you know, as we said Trubisky um, you know, he's probably not going to be in Chicago next year. Deshaun Watson definitely isn't going to be in Houston next year, and if he ends up going to Miami, there's no way that Tua is going to be in Miami. No. Um, so it's it's just a, a kind of a double-edged sword. Like you look at it, all these guys have talent, yet they're only given, you know, 2 to 3 years to really prove something. Is that enough time to really know if a guy's any good in the NFL I, I don't know I mean Philip Rivers never made the Super Bowl still stayed
1: with the Chargers for what 15 years or so Eli Manning didn't get to his first Super Bowl until 2007 so four years into his career I mean yeah Kellen the, the, the shelf life on quarterbacks is is way too short for what it should be Right.
2: And for and, how important the position is. Exactly. Too.
1: You're not you're not giving this guy any time. I mean, think about if teams had given their quarterbacks a legitimate chance, right? How many guys that you listed in that in that era from 09 to sixteen would have still been playing possibly. I mean, Mark Sanchez and some of those other guys deserve to not be in the league any longer. Tim Tebow I, I don't know why the
0: Eagles walked away from Carson Wentz the more I think about it. Uh, why? No, I agree. He had one bad agree. season.
1: He threw no more, other than
0: his rookie year, the three seasons after his rookie year, he threw no more than seven interceptions. He had a bad year last year. They're going to pull the plug on him? I think that's a little ridiculous.
1: He was going to be the MVP of the league until he went down for the year with that season-ending injury. And he's, the dealing, with, the he's
0: dealing with injury problems still, and... They do not have a good receiving threat on that team. They're trying to draft receivers. They drafted Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager has been a bust. They need to get someone that's a go-to target. When were the Eagles as potent as they were? Is when they had Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, and they were playing at the top of their game. Alshon Jeffrey was a huge
1: signing for them. Do you remember? Huge he, factor he in came, the Super Bowl. Yeah, he came in from Chicago. It was Brandon Marshall and and Alshon Jeffrey. I believe it was Brandon Marshall. It may have been someone else. I I may. Be naming that wrong, but there was a two headed monster in Chicago in receivers, and it was Brandon Marshall in Chicago. And, and Alshon Jeffrey was the younger guy, and somehow for the Bears, they didn't, they weren't able to keep Alshon Jeffrey, and he went to Philly and, yeah, made a big impact, had a great touchdown in that Super Bowl. May have gotten it a second, actually, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. And the laughing stock of the Eagles, as they are, I mean, a big part of that was the fact that at one point, refresh my memory didn't they have like practice like only practice squad guys starting at the receiver position at one point last year
0: I believe so yeah
1: I mean like they had no one available between COVID
0: and injuries right
1: you had no one available and you're gonna blame Carson Wentz you're gonna say we need to move on from this guy it makes no sense especially when they have Miles Sanders who's a good running back to pair with Carson
0: yeah it's just it's really shocking how quickly they'll pull the plug on a guy and Now you give a team like the bills credit and you say, Hey, good on you for sticking with Josh Allen. I know it's only been two years, but the first year didn't look too, too, or three years. I mean with Josh Allen, the first couple of seasons didn't look too, too great, especially that playoff game where they let the Texans come back on them and beat them. Uh, Josh Allen looked abysmal in that playoff game and made a lot of mistakes. How but many other teams, like the Jets, started to just think, said, how, Or started to think, like, you know what? We made the playoffs, and our quarterback was the reason why we lost the game. We need to move on from quarterback. No. We have everything else, just the quarterback's it, not no. right. Instead, you bring him back, he improves, and he wins two playoff games this year. More teams need to have that kind of mentality when it comes to young quarterbacks. That's going to do it for this episode of... Steelers standard on the next episode, we are going to go all in on the NFL draft. We're going to take a look at some of the bigger names in the draft, obviously the quarterbacks in the draft. And we'll also take a look at the position groups that the Steelers are going to be interested in. That is all in the next episode of Steelers standard for Kellen Gursky and Jacob Recht. Thank you as always for listening to Steelers standard here on SNR, and you can catch the podcast. If you missed it on Steelers.com.